Huzzah, howlers. A couple quick warnings for you here today before we get started. First warning, this podcast contains adult content. Don't be a pixie, you rapscallion. (laughs) You beast. (laughs) Second warning, this podcast contains spoilers for the entire Red Rising series. We will be discussing the series as a whole. Where can people... Find us on social media. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Etsy, howlerpod at gmail.com. That's H-O-W-L-E-R-P-O-D. Please rate and review. Five stars only. Otherwise, Ben will challenge you to a duel. In the bleeding place. In the bleeding place. And he has kung fu skills. (laughs) And guess what? My honor remains. And now, howlerpod. Funny thing, watching gods realize they've been mortal all along. All along. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Howlers. Welcome to Howler Pod, the one and only podcast for all things Red Rising, where every episode we dive deep to break down, celebrate, and discuss all aspects of the fantastic Red Rising series by Howler number one, Pierce Brown. Ooh, ooh. I'm your host, Ben Reinert, joined today, as always, by the amazing Aaron Ayers. Low Howlers. What are we doing today, Aaron? The listener mailbag. Woo! You guys are in control today. Yep, we have gotten tons of great questions, most of which I will be making up answers for. <laughs> <laughs> But we are super excited. Thank you all so much for writing in. And thank you for listening and following instructions. (laughs) I love it. I love the organization. The response to this has been nothing short of amazing, honestly. It's been really cool. We feel super popular. (laughs) (laughs) It's a new feeling for me anyway. (laughs) Hey, Ben, let's load up this star shell and jump into the mailman's little bag. Side bag, <laughs> satchel. We're going to shoot straight in there like... I'm going to shoot into your mailbox. <laughs> like Daryl into the, the, spit the bridge. Okay. Um, we did get some, a, qu- a few questions that we got like multiple times. So we'll just start with those. Uh, they're pretty quick ones. We had a lot of people ask if we were going to do an Iron Gold reread. We are. We're just going to read Dark Age first. And then we're going to figure out what we're going to do from there. We'll have like an instant reaction pod. We'll get into that later. But we are going to do a chapter-by-chapter chapter reread of Iron Gold for sure. Also, lots of people think Cassius is alive. Because he is. And I feel good about this. So hey, pretty much the everybody. collective good energy <laughs> towards Cassius, I think, is keeping him alive. <laughs> yes. We are keeping him alive with our vibes. Good vibes. Yes. So we had a lot of good emails about that as too. We'll, we'll kind of get into the the quantum state of Cassius here. Say the complicated thing you were explaining to me. <laughs> this is Steven's joke. I cannot take credit okay, for this, Stephen but I laughed H. at it. He called the quantum state of Cassius Schrodinger's Cassius. And I had to Google Schrodinger. If you know what Schrodinger's cat is, I thought it was funny. Good it's one. funny. You, go, you got to Google it. That's a good one, Steven. All right. Uh, let's get into our first question. Right. Okay. Dustin. Dustin Turk, our resident cowboy howler. (laughs) He trains horses and wears cowboy hats, so he is close to my heart. Yes. Dustin uh, drew this amazing picture of Severo, like rocking out to some music. And we posted it. We posted it. It's on on our Instagram. We're going to post it again when this episode goes up, so take a look at our Instagram account, at HowlerPod, and we'll have some drawings up there from Dustin that are just amazing. But in this drawing, Severo's like rocking out, his head's flailing back. We've got some music notes he's listening to. Like his, in Flashdance yes. with the water. What do you think he's listening to at this moment? So I kind of feel like he's listening to metal or something that I don't listen to. But since I don't know any metal besides a perfect circle <laughs> from like the 90s, <laughs> I'm going to say. Is that metal? <laughs> It's dun 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 dun. Okay. 
some double kick drums. That's my type first stuff. concert ever, by right. the way. I think if it was my version of Severo, he'd be listening to God's Plan by Drake. Wow. Wow. I feel good sometimes. I don't. <laughs> hey. I don't see Severo as a Drake listener, but maybe like secretly, he doesn't let anybody know that he's listening to Drake, but he actually he likes Drake. He switches it to metal if anyone <laughs> grabs his <Yeah>. iPod. <laughs> How about you? What do you okay, think? He's I'm going to take more to? of a scholarly approach to this. We know that Severo's into music that sounds like robots humping, is what I believe Victor you, describes you, it as, or something like that. You don't like think that. Drake sounds like that? <laughs> <laughs> So I'm thinking he's definitely listening to some techno with some like beats building up. Like EDM. And then some, yes. Yeah, Calvin Harris. Dropout stuff. No, like way hard, m- more hardcore <laughs> EDM. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay. Next question. Robert Fretwell wrote us a very nice email. Thank you, Robert. He said, how do you feel about Iron Gold's use of multi POV points of view? Um, so I kind of mentioned this last two pods ago but um at first i didn't like it at all because Mm -hmm. i was like get back to darrow i don't care about these fuckers Mm -hmm. like i just care about his storyline but on my iron gold reread that we just did i saw like how amazing it was and how we really needed it yeah especially for how big the series getting so i'd say i hated it and now I think it's not only necessary, but I even really enjoyed it because after going through Darrow's mind so much, you kind of need a break. Right. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Ben? What'd you think? I agree. I mean, at first I was, it was a little jarring, but it opens up the world so much. And this is such a huge world to explore. Like having the multi-character point of view is amazing. And then just seeing Pierce's improvement as a writer doing that is really cool too. So I'm all for it. Um, Robert also asks, if you were in the Institute, which house do you think you'd be put in? I'd be in House Minerva. <laughs> With Mustang? With the horses. <laughs> the horses. <laughs> How did I know that was coming? I could tame some Mustangs. <laughs> By the way, if you don't know what a Mustang is, it's a wild horse. Right. That's It's not like a thoroughbred or something. Straight up. But they think they're like historically uh, related to like quarter horses. Right. They're super like cool and free. Like Spirit, the cartoon. Spirit is a Mustang. Yes. How about you, Ben? Which house would you be in? I'm thinking I would be like uh, House Mars probably because I'm like Roke. I would have that like I would be quiet on my exterior. And then you'd and betray then all your friends and be n- a huge douchebag. No, <laughs> but I would have like the underlying rage required to be part of the house. I'm nervous. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> Okay, next up, we have at Joanne SV, who also just bought some swag. (laughs) Shout out, Joanne. She's totally decked out, (laughs) ready for Pierce's tour. Uh, She says, what do you guys think about Daxo? Yes, we've talked about this a little bit on the last couple pods, too, so check that out. But I've always been suspicious of Daxo. The reason being is what the Sovereign says. She, like, wants him spared. And also, he's still gold. Like, at the end of the day, he's a gold, and it's hard to really trust someone who's that that but gold. we've always trusted the Telemonicists. We have, because they're inherently good people. But Doxo's a little... He's an enigma. He is an enigma. Yep. I'd say I like to see the best in people, and I think that he could just be, you know, eccentric yeah. without being a bad guy. That's true. So... That's my thoughts. Okay. And then she also asks, what are your predictions slash thoughts for Mustang? I'm assuming in, in Dark Age. In Dark Age? Uh-huh. Well, I'm excited because because she's a POV, we're going to learn a lot more about yeah. her. I feel like this Dark Age is going to be really tough on Mustang. Yeah. I think she's dealing with a shit storm on Luna. Do you so. think she's still the sovereign at the end of the book? Ooh. She, I think she might have to kind of abandon her duties in order to save her family. Yeah. And not be sovereign. What about you? I feel like she does something to the point where she has to like protect Pax from Darrow at one point, and it just becomes an extremely hard decision for her. Family drama? On what to do. I do think she's still a sovereign. I think she'll survive as a sovereign throughout okay. the end of the book. But yeah, I think she is going to have to make some tough decisions, obviously, 
and it's gonna be so interesting. I'm ready. I'm so ready to be inside of her head. Me too. <laughs> I'm just gonna completely become Mustang by the end of Dark Age. <laughs> All right. Next question is from at Michael Lee Howard. This Sir is Sir Michael. Sir Michael, love you, Michael. If you had the chance to pick one character to be a first-person point of view, uh, like an Iron Gold, who would it be? Interesting. I would say Theodora. Oh, wow. Because I think she knows a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not saying she's the syndicate queen, but I feel like she probably knows who it could be or I don't know. She's got a life full of secrets and she's been kind of on the other side of things with the roses and the pinks. So I think Theodora would be a really good one. I like it. My choice, I just thought of this. Uh, I'm thinking, what if we got a Roke in Morningstar point of view? That would be kind of interesting to see Darrow from the other side of that battle. Like how and he's so disappointed that his friend and just seeing turns w- out to be lower class. Right. Just seeing <laughs> kind of Roke's thought process through that entire situation would be kind of fun. Are you? Do you like Roke again? No. Good. Also, a Cassius point of view, obviously, at some point would be awesome. Because he's alive. Yes. <laughs> and then Michael also said, if uh, you could interview any character from the series, who and why? I'm going to say uh, Severo, just because I feel like it would be an extremely awkward and wild interview. And he would definitely say some very inappropriate things. He'd probably jump on your face <laughs> and try and to bite your eyebrows it off. It would be really great TV. It would definitely be like a viral moment. It'd be like Between Two Ferns <laughs> yeah. with Severo. I'm going to go with Tungless and I'm going to have a whiteboard <laughs> and I'm going to let him write it down. That's a great answer. And I, my first question is, tell me about the dog. Yeah. Why, why does the dog know you? What's the history of this dog? In Deep Grave. <laughs> because no one else in the books will do it, apparently. Apparently, I'm the only one who <laughs> cares to try to have him write shit down. Right. Next question uh, we've got from at Savelas. S-A-A-V-E-L-A-S. She's asked some questions in the past, I believe. Uh, one of our Swedish howlers. Have you guys ever thought about having a guest on the podcast? And she also says, fuck Roke in his fart breath. <laughs> Agreed. Second that one. Hashtag agree. (laughs) All right. Uh, Yes, we have thought about having some guests on the podcast. We're working on it. More information coming. This is a tease. Ben just gave me finger guns. (laughs) I don't know what that means. (laughs) We we would love to. Um, We are purchasing new technology (laughs) to hopefully be able to make that happen. Yep. We do... uh, lack the equipment at the moment so we'll we'll figure it out we're gonna do that soon all right and then she says also if you were forced to choose how society would be in the future either hunger games and you're born in district 11 or 12 red rising and you're born a red or pink or handmaid's tale and you're born a handmaid which would you choose i choose hunger games wow district 12 trying to hang out with Peta and gail huh I'm trying to hang out with Liam Hemsworth. (laughs) 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 But uh, after Katniss fixes everything, like, it still sucks, but I feel like the rising after um, Morningstar, what we read in Iron Gold, it seems pretty bleak. So I feel like Hunger Games, even if you're born in 11 and 12, which, by the way, they're like the poorest districts and everyone's starving. Mm-hmm. They still have sexy people like Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> hey, that's great. Great choice. What do uh, you think? I'm going to do Red Rising and be a red, I think. You don't want to be a handmaid? No. You don't want to be forced into <laughs> sexual slavery? Weird. That's why I didn't choose a pink either. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll just be a minor and then you maybe get freed and figure it out from there. Oh, a minor. I thought you meant minor, like young. No. A like minor. A, you want to be a hell diver? Mining red, yeah. Then you have to take those really painful salt baths. That's true. I think it's just the best of a lot of shitty choices here. <laughs> Thanks for the shitty choices. <laughs> that was a great question. 
Moving on, we have A Veil of Better Dreams. And the question is, how many times have you read Red Rising? I think like five for me, four or five. And mine mine isn't like holistic. So like Red yeah. Rising, the book, right. I've done like five now. I think five, and then yeah. it counts down from there going up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, do you think Darrow is going to live through the entire saga? I'm going to say no. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I say definitely yes. If you think no, you can say no. I don't think no. Oh, okay. I think he's going to live. Yeah, you believe in happy endings. I always <laughs> forget that. <laughs> ben and I both saw movies this weekend, <laughs> and I saw Lion King, and I've been in a great mood. <laughs> and Ben saw this terrifying movie that he'll tell you about later. Yeah, it was it was pretty and that, scary. It kind of uh, wraps up our personalities. It really does quite explain nicely. us pretty well. So yeah, Darrow's definitely gonna live, and he's gonna redeem himself, and everything's gonna be great. Everything's gonna be okay. And then the last question from A Veil of Better Dreams is: Fuck Mary, kill Cassius Darrow Sephro. <laughs> I wish Apple was in this because you know what I would do. I'm gonna have to. Fuck Darrow, marry Cassius. Okay. And then kill Severo. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> it's just, that sucks. Poor guy. Yeah. I'm going to, hmm, <laughs> this will be unpopular. <laughs> I'm going to kill Cassius just because <laughs> you like him too much, <laughs> just out of spite. I'm going to fuck Severo because that'd be a wild night. <laughs> wow. I think there'd be some. Bugs involved, Stinks, maybe. Though. Hey, I'm I'm excited <laughs> about it. It's <laughs> gonna be a new experience. Oh, uh, that's gross. I mean, he's pleasing Victor, and she is quite the lady. <laughs> so I'm sure I'll be fine. That's true. And then I'm gonna marry Darrow because, um, you know, even though he's kind of <laughs> fucking shit up, he still wants to build a better world, <laughs> and I believe in him. <laughs> I like it. I'm Great also choices. Mustang. So. <laughs> Okay, next up. Uh, we've got underscore William B135 underscore. He says, have you joined the official Red Rising Discord? William, I'm going to tell you what. I don't know what Discord is. And Red Rising Discord. I have not joined it because I don't know what it is. If you would like to give us some information on that, we would love to join. Did you try to look it up? No, I don't know anything about discords. I'm too old for that. Yeah, we are in our 30s. <laughs> but we would like to come participate. So just get at me with the information. Slide into our DMs. <laughs> Thanks, right. William. At Brianna B underscore 99 asks, when did you first discover Red Rising? Ben. I told the story on the first pod, and it was basically... I saw a BuzzFeed article about <laughs> Pierce and it was an interview and he was really, and Ben was like, he's my age and I want to be cool like yeah. him. It just sounded like a really great series. It was like right when it first came out, it was like one of those promotional kind of interview type things. And he seemed really charming and he was very good looking and the, the book looked pretty cool. So then I just went and bought it and it was great. And then Ben told me about it. And Thanks now, Ben. Now we're here. All right, next question at McKenzie.Byersdorf asks, if you could, is there a character arc you would tweak or change? Yes. What are you doing? I'm not killing Ragnar. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. <laughs> the end. Happy ending. Justice and in, in life for Ragnar, please. Could we have like a, a Harry Potter Here's a Harry Potter spoiler. Harry Potter dies. Do you know who he sees? Dumbledore. Mm -hmm. Instead of Dumbledore, <laughs> it should be Ragnar. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can just stay there and hang out with Ragnar. <laughs> yeah, I would. That would. If there's one thing I could change, it would be. Even though that is like one of the moments that really galvanized me to the series, I really would just love it if Ragnar was still alive. Me too. Uh, if I have to pick a different one than Ragnar, I would say tongueless. <laughs> <laughs> write it down, buddy. <laughs> Just write it down. Just write it down. Uh, okay. Next question is from at Sam Sawyer's Magic. Sam's a magician. 
I like him already. Ben does some <laughs> some card tricks. I do a little bit of magic. Definitely not a, a Sam Sawyer's magic no. level of magic. You do like a everyone's drunk, so they believe you magic. <laughs> it works pretty well. Uh, he says, how long are you guys going to wait to do Dark Age? So we are going to read it as fast as possible. Speed read it. We okay. don't have the San Diego Comic-Con book like some of you. <laughs> we also didn't get that chapter <laughs> yeah. from Pierce. Still want to know who that is, by the I'm way. I'm not bitter. Can you tell? <laughs> so we're going to have to get it when most people get it in the English version, at least. And we know there's tons of people who have to wait for a translation. So before we release that we will like give a warning and then uh when we do record that podcast we'll explicitly say do not listen yeah unless you've read dark age yeah so, so the plan is we're gonna read it as fast as we can we'll do like an insta reaction single pod or maybe two pods if we want to depending on what we have talked about big book and then we'll also do the same thing like we're gonna do an iron gold reread and then we'll do a chapter by chapter dark age reread cc senor thank you for the question next up Shavard of Oz, are you from Kansas? Oh, that would be I cool. am also of Oz. It says, do you think the Daryl Mustang Severo Victor friendship will be tested to the point of conflict? First it of all, could also be from Australia. Oh, Oz, Oz, but it's OZ. Yeah, we're from Oz. They're from Oz, A U S. They call it like they do. There's a lot of Wizard of Oz stuff down in Australia too. That is cultural appropriation. <laughs> 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 uh, funny okay i would say that it already is yeah the end of iron gold and then with so severo and darrow are obviously fighting mommy mm-hmm. and daddy are having a little tiff mm-hmm. and then mustang and victra are fighting because victra's coming in guns blazing with her big pregnancy armor to mustang who's trying to like actually save the kids right so I think it's just going to get more tangled from there. I do, yeah. And I do think it's going to get tested to the point of conflict. And I think that we could possibly end up with some... Breakups? Breakups, yeah. Ooh. Okay. We'll see, though. Next question is from at Lead Russian. Lead Russian. Uh, what do you think happens to Apollonius? And do you think Severo will forgive Darrow? So I think Apollonius is going to uh, take over Venus naked. <laughs> With absolutely no armor on. Yep. <laughs> or like or clothing. Just like a loincloth yeah. <laughs> or something. Banana hammock. And he's just like flexing. <laughs> <laughs> um he's gonna take Venus and then I think that like Cassius Lysander, they're gonna have to like put him down or something yeah i think he's i agree with you i think he's going to take over venus and then i think he's just going to show up at the worst possible time and fuck darrow shit up yeah real hardcore yeah (laughs) and i think for sure darrow's going to regret not killing him yes (laughs) and then do you think severo will forgive darrow i i believe that he will Ooh, happy ending (laughs) I think this this is not popular. I think Severo is going to be like bleeding out and Daryl's holding him and he's like, I love you, buddy. <laughs> and then Severo dies. Uh, yeah, really and I think it's because happen. he forgives Darrow and comes back and gives his life for him. Damn. Yeah. Let's all hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> that was tough to even say out loud. I'm about to vomit. Okay, next up. At Hermione, no. Hermione. H o e r m i e. They said I haven't finished Iron Gold yet, and my question is: Is it just a filler book preparing for Dark Age? No. No. (laughs) I would definitely. It's amazing. It's, uh, it's definitely different than the first series. So I understand like not being not feeling the vibe right away when you first and start I've, reading it i've had friends finish morningstar and mm-hmm. morningstar is wrapped up in such a nice pretty package at the end that people are like oh i'm happy i'm not going to keep reading mm-hmm. i think that's totally fine to like wait for the next trilogy yeah however um you risk being 
fully spoiled if you're on any social media. Right. And also, Iron Gold is a super great book, and you should start reading now because Dark Age is about to come right. out. It is an evolution in the series. Like it's definitely different than the first three books, uh, but I think it's a, a welcome change and necessary one. And, and it's definitely different at first, but it's totally worth it. You should read it. It's so good. Also, what do you think of Lysander, and what is the opinion on Cassius? So I love Cassius. We all know that. So our opinion is he's alive. Yes. Is that the question? Yeah. Probably. And then what do you think of Lysander? Uh, I'm much more in on Lysander than I was the first time I read it. Like I said, that first time through, it's a little weird reading those points of view. And then Ka- and then Lysander comes off kind of spoiled and really naive. arrogant. Yeah, and kind of a naive of the world. Mm-hmm. But the second time through, I really enjoyed his point of view much more. And I think it's setting up a great character journey for him that's going to be really interesting here in the next couple books. And I understood his thought process a lot more this time around. I think also when you're reading Iron Gold just to get the story and get through it, like we did the first time, Lysander is kind of like in the way. Yeah. When you're learning about him, you know what I mean? Yeah, that can make it kind of annoying. Same with Lyria. It's kind of like, okay, like, Let's get back to the action. Mm-hmm. But the second time through, taking more time. And once you're ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think Lysander, uh, we're going to learn a lot more about him, especially growing up with Octavia yeah. and what happened to his parents and everything. So I'm, I'm excited to learn more about Lysander, honestly. Yep. And then, okay. That, and thank you for the question. Hear me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you sounded like Kermit. <laughs> Next, Next step is uh, at DJ B somebody. Buka, buka. Do you ever think Red Rising will become a live action series? And if so, who would play Darrow? DJ B somebody is putting up Keanu Reeves for that role. I we love Keanu. Ben love and I, Keanu, but he's too old. Way too old. Way too old. Yeah, I would love to see a young. Keanu. I know. As Darrow. <laughs> but not going to happen. He's much too old. I would he I think he could play a different role like a dancer maybe. Oh yeah. Do you know who'd be a good red? Tom Cruise cuz he's so <laughs> short. <laughs> we love Tom Cruise. He could be the guy who's running away from everything. Right. Just running. Oh yeah, you got he's got Tom it. Cruise running. He has to sprint. I think we know that it is becoming a show. Seems like it's almost a a foregone conclusion at this like i don't want to we've heard so much i'm gonna knock on wood at this point but i think it's gonna happen so yes i do i will say i think it becomes a live action series hasn't pierce like tickled us with some hints he's been hinting that there's gonna be announcement this year so we'll see and then who would play daryl honestly i don't think we know i don't think the person that plays daryl is famous i think the best way to handle it would be to make somebody famous for that role like find a new person yeah you know and it needs to be a young it needs to be somebody that's like 18 or 20 like yeah when a super the young starts. person i would love if it was someone who could really really play the serious are you watching euphoria yes the dude on that the big tall white guy yeah he'd, he'd be good he'd be good he's serious and he's a pretty good actor i feel like because um he does that inner rage really well right He's very hateable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I think it would definitely have to be someone new realistically. Just like, you know, Hunger Games, we got Josh Hutcherson. He's not who I pictured for the role at all. But now I like love him right. as an actor. So I, I think it could be someone like that. Like we might not expect them, but we'll like love them for for making it original. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next question is from... At Violet underscore Crystal, would you rather go through the carving or spend nine months in the box? Not You can't consider the outcome of the carving as part of it. It's oh. basically like, which would you rather endure? This is a demented question. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> she does artwork, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. Check her out. It's V-I-Zero. Mm-hmm. 
L E T underscore crystal with a C. Mm-hmm. Some red rising fan art. Yeah, I'm going with carving just because the yeah the lack of human contact and I don't know the the at box least, yeah at is least the you would, scariest shit. At least you would have other people trying to like help you through. Yeah, like skin burning all the time feels better than being isolated and not knowing if you're alive or not. Right. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that one. Thank you. <laughs> Next at sick underscore vixen. What do you think will happen to Severo in Dark Age? He really wanted to get back to his family, but will he? That's really, I was. That's a good question. I was wondering the same thing. Well, I kind of assumed he would make it back without really thinking about it. Yeah, I would too. Will he get back? That's a good question. Does he, and when he gets back, do you think he tempers Victra or does he (laughs) encourage her behavior even? Like, does she get bolder at that point? Ah, I don't know, because Severo's so good at at being sneaky and, like, kind of, like... I think he empowers her. I think he's good at... He would be on board immediately. No, I think he would let her do her thing and then go rogue on his own. Mm. And then we have three people on the board making moves, and Severo's the one who sneaks in and saves them because they're focusing on Mustang and Victra. Yeah. He's good at the the behind-the-scenes sneaky shit. That's, That's true. Yeah, I think I think he survives Dark Age. I hope so. I don't I'm not sure if he survives the series, but I do think he gets back to his family. I think people would be more mad about Severo dying than Darrow. Yeah, for sure. It seems like it. That's a really interesting question though. That's a good thought. Like does he actually make it all the way back to Luna? Right. And does something happen the, on yep. the way? Thank you for that one. Also, you're such a hypocrite because in Fuck, Mary Kill, you said you would kill Severo. I'm just all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> My feelings are not in the box. They're out of the box. Right. I'm just, you're getting me really in the moment right now. All right. Next up at Howler Forever with a four, mm-hmm. the number. If you lived in the Red Rising universe, what do you think your role would be? Rebel or trying to stay out of it? I would definitely try and stay out of it. <laughs> ben is a pacifist. <laughs> You're like Muhammad Ali. Like you want to like do your own yeah, fights. I'm a conscience you wanna, projector. You want to duel. Yeah. But you want to not participate in the war. Yeah. That, I'm, I just watched the documentary. I'm <laughs> Muhammad Ali. I'm definitely a rebel, and yeah. I'm going to try to like be in the front i mean i'll get along once it kind of breaks through and once it becomes like a thing but you 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 wouldn't be a leader you'd like you'd be like okay i'm not really big on violence but in in this universe (laughs) it's different (laughs) i would definitely try to cut some people up with a razor (laughs) i'd probably end up cutting my own arm off yeah all right next up at this is a tough one barsta grimma (laughs) bogan (laughs) <laughs> that is V-A-R-S-T-A-G-R-Y-M-M-A-B-O-K-E-N. You're the best speller. Well, I'm reading it. <laughs> have you guys read the Sons of Aries comic? I have, yes. Ben has. Aaron has not. Uh, it was it was good. I really enjoyed it. Well, we should do an episode on it at some point. Yeah, it'd be good for me to read it. But yeah, it's a good supplemental item. Uh, you can learn a little bit about Fitchner. Oh, nice. Yeah. So. And Ben like is a comic book person i'm mm-hmm. not a comic book person but i guess it'd, it'd be good for me to look at it the plot is cool i'm wasn't the biggest fan of the art style but i mean it was good it was interesting and there are some good illustrations in there but what, especially the there's style it's just i don't know just it wasn't it's just not the comic book style art that i prefer oh, okay and so that kind of lowered my enjoyment of it it was still good and i still like the the cool like background on fitchner and there's also like a really good representation visual representation of some of the colors in there so that was kind of cool um just seeing that like how they size up physically in the frame and stuff i enjoyed it and i would definitely recommend it we should we should definitely do an episode on it and you should read it sometime i will next up anna eb why does Pierce hate poets so much? First <laughs> broke, now Lysander. <laughs> Come on. And now, and obviously I love them. 
she says. Okay. He does he does hate <laughs> poets. I don't know if Pierce hates Lysander. He doesn't hate Roke either. I think like they're two of his favorite characters. He just puts them in, in rough situations. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lysander too, I feel like we all hated him at first, or a lot of us did. I know it's like probably 50-50, but I think Pierce is trying to like create another character like Roke with like a ton of depth mm-hmm. and conflict, inner conflict. Um, and I don't know, I feel like as a writer, he probably likes those characters the most. Obviously, Darrow has tons of inner conflict. Right. Yeah, I think that it's just the sign of a great character that even if, you know, a lot of people might hate Roke or Lysander, but I think that doesn't make them a bad character. It makes them an interesting, challenging character. and Super complex. Right. And that's that's part of a, something that a great writer does. So I think Pierce loves poets. <laughs> <laughs> Contradiction. He loves them. <laughs> And I think Pierce himself is uh, quite the poet. Yeah, it seems like it. Uh, okay, next question is from at J McDiglong. McDiglong. <laughs> McDiglong. McLiggan. JMC McLiggan. McDiligan. McDiligan. JMC D L I G O N. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Dismount. <laughs> Will you guys ever do extra podcasts over each book just to discuss each character? hadn't really thought about it but i mean if that's something you guys want maybe we could look at something like that yeah we'll we'll podcast all day <laughs> yeah as long as you guys listen I guess. we get to sit here and drink beer and talk about our favorite book series it's great and he says why do you think Haller number one pierce had daryl turn into the kind of father he did that is a very interesting question that's a good question also how does pierce write dad so well because he's not a dad i don't know i think he probably well, has a, a dad he's a dog dad that's true have you seen his dad <laughs> his, i did see him chopping wood dude i'm hot for pierce's dad <laughs> he he did an instagram story of his dad chopping wood and i was like hey daddy <laughs> i'm at the age now where it's appropriate for me to be into dad <laughs> that's awesome so i was also into him it's weird it was weird. <laughs> I don't know. A man chopping wood. <laughs> I don't care who you are. I'm into that. Yep, it works. So why do you think Daryl was that kind of dad, Ben? That's great. That's a great question. I think it it's just shows that how dedicated Darrow is to his duty um, and like how much that's overtaken his psych. So I think that we know that the goal of kind of Darrow's entire life in the first trilogy he was he really wanted to be a dad and wanted to be there for his son and i think that's just the tragedy of the new trilogy with iron gold is that he wanted that so bad but the burden of war and his duty that he feels like to make eo's dream happen and bring this society down for good and free all these people has overcome his desire his own desire right yeah it, yeah, it's. I think it, it adds to that inner conflict we kind of just mentioned. Yeah. I think, too, it, it's interesting to see Pax, his, how his um, attitude kind of shifts with, with Daryl when Daryl, like, tries to ask him about his motorbike and he, mm-hmm. like, lights up. Obviously, Pax feels invisible, probably, to Darrow. Right. Because he's left in the dust every time anything happens. I don't know. I think I think it's it'll be interesting to see what happens with Pax and with um, Hatchet Face. What's her name? <laughs> Electra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think just Pierce just loves to torture Darrow. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think he hates poets. I think he hates Darrow. <laughs> He's being so mean to Darrow lately. <laughs> All right. Next question comes from at Megara two zero one zero. Who do you think Pierce kills in Dark Age? Because we know someone dies. Evil cackle. <laughs> Who do you think he kills? I chose Alexander in the last episode. Pick someone we care about. Somebody, yeah, you didn't think that was good enough. We can pick new people because it's a new podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm going to say, I think we kill Atalantia this time. I don't think she lasts through the book. I hope not. I think Dark Age. Let's see. 
I think Ephraim's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> You've been trying to kill Ephraim for <laughs> since that book ended. <laughs> he definitely bled out, so he's not a point of view. Um, I I think he might kill someone important, probably um, Deanna, maybe Dancer. Oh wow, Deanna, that's a tough one. He's definitely gonna kill someone that's gonna like tear Darrow in half. I like it. Maybe Theodora. Well, I hate it, but <laughs> I like it. I thought you didn't like violence. <laughs> okay, at A B R O S K I twenty. At Broski, A Broski twenty. Or a Broski. A Broski. Do you think Daryl will survive the rest of the series? Aaron, yes. Ben, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. And then uh, next question is at Jake's too slick for you. What's your favorite book? From Pierce so far. My favorite book is... Let's just take the chance to power rank all four. Just do it. Power rank them? Yep. Number one, Morningstar. Uh-huh. But we have different number ones. That's true for you. Uh, number two, Red Rising. Three, Iron Gold. Four, Golden Sun. Wow. I'm going to do Golden Sun, Iron Gold, Morningstar, Red Rising. Cool. I always like the OG books, too, though. Yeah. My favorite is Morningstar because the space battles. Pew, pew. And we and love everything. all four of these books. We love them all. Yes. But then Red Rising, for me, is You second. guys are forcing us. You're forcing us. That's not my <laughs> decision. But the I always love the meeting the characters and like the beginnings of books. That's mm -hmm. always my favorite, too. Yeah. So Red Rising, I mean, I've read it the most. I freaking love it. Next up, we have at Leo Collitz. Do you guys think there's a logical reason behind the love for Pax Atelamanis? I love him, but he lasted like a chapter. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. It's a Pax, but that's funny also. <laughs> I think Pax is easy to love because he's like the gentle giant. Mm -hmm. He also sacrifices him self his body to save Daryl without even thinking about it right and clearly his whole family is super honorable he's just so pure he's pure yep. and he's not tainted by pierce brown over <laughs> multiple books yep it would just would have been <laughs> like darrow is yeah i think it's two things it's that what you just said and it's also just the potential for his character like you said he was in the book for like a chapter but just like the he was made an impact and then it's like thinking about all the potential he would have had as a, as a character if he would have survived his bright light was snuffed too early right and that's what makes him so tragic therefore we love him and we're sad about him yes and clearly darrow remembers because he named his ship and then his son after him yep next up hallie davis moore she says Wanted to check on the release date for the musical. <laughs> We're still writing the music Howler right Pod. now. <laughs> We're going to do Howler Pod. We're working on the music. It's going to be, our, uh, you know, rap plus. It's going to be like Hamilton plus West Side Story with Ooh. a lot of snapping. Ooh. That kind of reminded me of Chicago, too. I project... 2050 2050 <laughs> i need i need to like 30 more years yeah well you know maybe we got to get through all the podcasts first so we got to get through all the books <laughs> and after that maybe we'll move on to and then we need musical. to learn about how to write musicals <laughs> <laughs> we can definitely do that okay it's <laughs> a great question gave us both a good laugh <laughs> next question goes along with this uh, at green cm3 asks if apollonius could be the star of a musical which musical would it be um my answer is <laughs> hair because if you've seen it they all strip completely naked <laughs> and stand silent in front of the audience at the end of act one and i feel like he would be all for that definitely would he'd be. probably be naked before you were supposed to get naked <laughs> And then I was also thinking he'd be a great guest on in Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because he likes to look at himself. Yep. What about you? I would have to pick Hamilton just because him doing that 
the rapping, you know, like the dip a dip a dip a dip a dip a dip he would just be like perfect for that. His like all his little soliloquies that he does where he's just talking endlessly. So basically you need Hamilton because he talks so much. Right. You'd have to fit it all. Fit all those words in. I see. Yeah. That's great. Next up at WTF Luke 96. If Heller number one wrote another Red Rising trilogy, when would you want it to be set? Example, The Conquering? I am going to choose the Dark Revolt of the Obsidians. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. So let's, I want to see them like fighting back Obsidian on Gold Warfare. That would be crazy. And then I would say, yes. Definitely the conquering, conquering because that'd be like the uh, Independence Day, but we'd have to be on (laughs) the other side of history. Yeah, we'd have to be Earth. There's that famous like Earth general that they talk about. Uh Let's yeah, let's make a book about that guy. His name's like John Merriweather or something like that. (laughs) And then also, uh, I would also like to see obviously the Moon Lords, the Rim Wars. Oh yeah, the first one, the first. Rim yeah. Rebellion. Before Rhea. And yeah. then Rhea's like how it ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Because everyone dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're that'd be... We, we're all for it. Yes. We, just, let's, let's start keep. a GoFundMe for Pierce. <laughs> just keep writing. I'm just going to make Pierce write Red Rising books the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah, he cannot move on. <laughs> He's ours now. Uh, at the Jesse DeShazo asks, if Lauren lived, do you think he would have still loved Darrow like a son and joined the rising. I don't. No, I don't think so either. I think Lauren would be a lot like a roke. He'd I be like, he'd feel betrayed by Darrow and Lauren could definitely kick his ass. I think Darrow would have to kill him. I think Lauren would kill Darrow before Darrow got the chance. But Darrow would cheat and beat him. Oh, because Lauren's so honorable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Lauren didn't even want to join Darrow when he thought he was a gold. So there's no way. Yeah. Sad. Love you, Lauren. But also, you're space racist. (laughs) (laughs) Space racist? (laughs) 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 All right. Next up. What the CF? His name's Steven. Who would you choose for your champion in a a 3v3 duel? Darrow, Aja, and Diomedes are the choices. Are his choices. He would pick three. You have to pick, like... I see. You got a three on three. You got to pick three of your own champions. My champions, I would pick Apple. Oh. Um, Does he is he fighting naked? Hopefully. <laughs> 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 I'm going with Apple, Pierce's dad, <laughs> and third Severo, obviously. Okay, I'm gonna go with Severo too. And then I'm going to go with Cassius, obviously. And then Lorne, because Lorne's the best fighter. Lorne's dead. But he's alive I guess in I was scenario. just still dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if I can't pick Pierce's dad. <laughs> Does he have his axe? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's chopping wood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I can't pick him because he's not in the book, I would go with Thraxa and the Warhammer. And her Warhammer? She's probably equal to Pierce's dad with an axe. That's true. All right. That was a good question. I like that one. That was fun. Next up, uh, let's talk about this question, which is from Ben Reinhardt. (laughs) (laughs) He says, who are some of your favorite Red Rising fan artists? Yeah, I just wanted to get a chance to talk about all the hot Red Rising fan art that's out on the on the gram right now. And this is like a sprinkle of how many there are. First of all, if you are a f- an artist, you should submit your art to Pierce's official website. There, If you click on the menu, it says submit fan art. Yes. And he, he posts tons of it. It's so good. I love looking through those. And then we've seen a ton on Instagram, yes, too. Yes, and keep sending it to us because I fucking love this stuff. Like, yeah. I can't get enough of it. Neither <laughs> of us are artfully uh, inclined, so we don't really know what we're talking about but we know that we love it and that it all looks super badass yes and we are going to this podcast is going to post on monday 
the 22nd. And we are going to make a post on our Instagram at Hallerbot with some of our favorite art that's been sent in to us. And then we'll tag a bunch of these artists so that you guys can go follow them because they are badass. Badass <laughs> is what I was going to say. <laughs> so a list. Let's yes, go. We've got a list at Palace Illustration, Elaine's Studio Art, Atubs74. She's a great artist. Howler Forever. Eveline 16, Nanfi 1789, and then Lazy Voyager Draws, Just Art, Mal, Violet Crystal, Lena Again. I'm not sure I'm saying that. Lena Egan. Lena Egan. Lena Egan. (laughs) She's great. I know that. But those are just some of our favorites that we've seen lately. That we've just gone through and liked. Yeah. There's a lot of great artists out there. If we didn't say your name, it's not because we don't like you it's because it's because ben told me that list was getting too long (laughs) yes (laughs) so guess what time it is we are going back to ben's conspiracy corner that's right welcome everybody please gather around come join us in this dark musty basement cookies and kool-aid in the back (laughs) gross I just have the Kool-Aid man busted in. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) So the response to the Dark Age podcast was freaking awesome. By the way, you guys are amazing. We've got even more conspiracies. Yes. I've got so many cool responses from people sending in their own theories and their own thoughts on uh, my theories, especially the holiday theory. So we're going to talk about some of that now. Welcome back to Ben's Conspiracy Corner. So had a large or a lot of people come back to me defending holidays honor they went back read through the passages as did i and there's some additional information that we need to talk about in regards to our theory that holiday is a fucking spy Mm -hmm. okay so but i don't agree with ben because she's my (laughs) she's the love of my life Uh, i was talking to multiple people about this one of those people was uh, the Jesse DeShazo. Jesse DeShazo. He had a question earlier and had a great theory. He had gone back and read through the passages with Holiday, as did I. His thoughts are that Holiday may look suspicious because she is trying to find the mole or the traitor. Ooh. And that she's a double spy. Yeah. He thinks if you kind of go back and look at the way she talks with Ephraim and how she interrogates Lyria. That just the way that she's acting in those uh, confrontations is kind of showing her innocence and how she's trying to suss out the traitor or the mole person. Also, I went back and read through that one specific passage where we have Lyria sees the gray and the copper in the jam field. Yes. And there's some very interesting information there. First is Lyria actually refers to the gray and the copper that that are inside the jam field as men. Like she refers to both of them as he. Okay. As him or whatever. Holiday does have a... Yeah, and that's what I was saying. So I think shaved, that she Does could, she have a mohawk? Yeah, she has, she has a... She a shaved head mohawk? She could easily be, I think... Seen from afar? Seen from afar as a male. You know, just like her build and stuff. And then also a lot of people kind of interpreting those passages, interpret them differently than I did. They see that Lyria running back inside and running into Holiday shows that Holiday was not the gray yeah, in the jam field. I think that. Yeah, which I think is a completely valid interpretation. I, I didn't think about it that way, but I can totally see how that could be it. And that would play into what Jesse was saying, where maybe she is trying to figure out the mole. Maybe she's following one of those, those people. two people in the jam field. Mm-hmm. So I think that just muddies the water <laughs> even more here. Kind of cuts <laughs> into your theory. But what I got stuck on also in that passage is that Lyria specifically refers to the gray in the jam field as looking like a concrete block. And 100, about 100 pages earlier in the book, Ephraim literally calls 
holiday describes holiday as a concrete building block. So I am putting like, I don't think that Pierce as a writer would, would describe that. two grays with the same description unless mm. they were the same person. Okay. That is, that's what a lot of what my theory is based on. Okay. Luckily we all get to find out hopefully in two weeks we get to know what, what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of interesting. We'll do, 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 do. Also, I had a couple other theories sent in that were kind of fun. I'm going to butcher this name really bad. Celtical Precon. Great. <laughs> At Celtical Precon. She thinks that Holiday has been loyal to the society all along. So she's on the same boat as I am. And that they used Darrow. The society used Darrow to defeat the Jackal because Daryl was the only person that could do it. And then she thinks that Holiday set up the kidnapping and that Tongueless is the jackal and Mustang knows that he's the jackal. Wow. That would be a humongous betrayal. And that she thinks that the tongue, Tongueless is going to adopt an army from the syndicate and we've got a four-army war going on between Darrow, Atalantia, Tongueless, and, or Tongueless slash the jackal, and Lysander and the Moonies. I don't think Tungless is the jackal because that dog wouldn't be friends <laughs> with him. That's actually, that's actually a really great point. Period. <laughs> that's the end of why. That's it. Definitely not. The dog wouldn't be friends you know, with the jackal. Yeah, that's, and the jackal would never, yeah, he would never be able to care about a dog. Because he's a psychopath and murders dogs. Yes. That's actually a really great point but i like the i like the thought it's fun that's a fun one especially the fact that like if mustang knew and she's been basically to betray darrow for the last 10 years or lying to darrow for the last 10 years that would be insane insane okay oh i'm sure mustang's got a lot of secrets <laughs> i don't doubt that the next the other theory that i got in was from dominic this was a fun one, too. He thinks that Cassius is alive. What? Who and, thinks that? <laughs> and that the book will end with a dramatic battle where everything seems lost and Daryl needs another miracle. And it's Cassius that shows up. And that the final chapter of the book will be from Cassius's point of view. So it'll be like Daryl in huge trouble. And then it's going to switch over. Last chapter is going to be Cassius point of view showing up saving Daryl. Love it. I love but that. That's a really great. That's just a fun idea of seeing like Cassius point of view. He also thinks that Lysander's mother was democratic with K and she died for a cause like similar to Daryl's father. Like she was trying to teach Lysander about democracy and maybe changing the society. Octavia figured it out, had her killed. I definitely see that. Dabbled with Lysander's memories. And then in the next book, he thinks that Lysander's realization uh, that he was lied to and the memories of his mother will spur him to join Cassius and Darrow and revitalize the Republic. I like that. That would be kind of fun. Yeah, that would be. That's Aaron's favorite theory. That's right there. my favorite. <laughs> Thanks, Dominic. You put my hopes into words, hopes and dreams. No, uh, I think that's a great point because I also think that his memory was wiped for a reason and that makes a lot of sense right we also had a couple different people um suggest that they thought cassius is going to you know like he escaped from the moonies and he's going to warn darrow and mustang about lysander and the moonies coming so that would be like cassius showing up pretty soon into dark age i feel like which would be kind of interesting as well we we want more Cassius. Yeah, for sure. We're more team. dimpled chin. Yeah, we, we need we need that chin back. Or at least I need that chin back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we have actually we have one more question that we forgot to ask. It's from our friend Kelly. <laughs> at Kelly Fu. Hey Kelly. Hey Kelly. Love you. She said, What are you into this week? Gotcha. <laughs> 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 well, well, swing there. Ben, what are you into this week? So, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Man, I saw a movie last night called Midsommar and it is still just fucking with my head. Ben it, is he's got dark circles <laughs> under his eyes. He did not sleep last night. Swedish Howlers. We've got to talk because I'm officially scared to come to Sweden now 
Even though everyone there is beautiful. I love blondes. It's the worst part. No, there's some hot <laughs> Swedish people so, that I've met. And now, Ben, you can't meet them. <laughs> I know. The, okay, so just to explain really quickly, Midsommar, the easy uh, synopsis of the movie is like asshole Americans get taken out to a Swedish so is this about, countryside. Is this about your life? No. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. Uh, where they're having like a midsummer festival and it's a little Swedish commune and don't don't spoil it no i'm not this is all part of the preview okay i'm just telling you kind of the synopsis and then the commune turns out to be a bunch of you you can go from there i mean it's a a scary movie yeah they're pagans and it gets pretty intense anyway it's got a great ending hey swedish howlers don't go out to the country (laughs) you might get murdered you guys also i just i'm gonna need some convincing if i'm gonna come to sweden now (laughs) because i'm scared Anyway, it's great. It's uh, very, it's dark, but, and it's... Lots of murder. There is a lot of dying. Uh, but also, it's actually kind of darkly funny. Uh, it's really well shot. It all takes place in, like, real bright sunlight, which is different from most horror movies, which is really interesting. And um, it's got a great ending. Great, like, kind of good twist ending. Great. Mm-hmm. That's called Midsummer. Midsummer. With M I D S O M M A R, mm-hmm. not Midsummer's Night Dream. <laughs> uh, so what I'm into this week is Howler suggestions. I've had some suggestions on uh, books to read. Ben and I both have um, mm-hmm. from our email. Um, so I'll just read a couple of those. I've got uh, four people here that have have sent in suggestions. So first up, we have Anna or Anna. Uh, Station Eleven. It's a book by Emily St. John Mendel. I've heard about that one. Uh huh. It's about a post-apocalyptic uh, theater troupe, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds like something I would like. <laughs> yeah. So I'm definitely gonna check that out. Next, from Nicole, uh, she wrote in about the author Jan- Janet Evan- Evanovich. Janet Evanovich, um, and it's a crime mystery author who has a lot of books and mm-hmm. the the first book in a series is one for the money next up we have dustin the a resident cowboy cowboy howler he says uh ready player one by ernest klein which i also recommend mm-hmm. and then also the nightingale by Kristen Hanna, which is a historical fiction which i think ben would like yeah it's about spies and shit right i think so yeah or war sisters in world war Two, maybe nice something Historical fiction, The Nightingale. Uh, and then last up from Evan, uh, we have Steelheart by Brandon Sanderson. Ooh, that's going to be some good fantasy, I'm sure. Yeah, I love Brandon Sanderson. I'm still <laughs> reading slash listening to um, the Way of Kings series and Jesus Christ. <laughs> These are the longest books. You're the second person that's told me that. In the world. I'm on yeah. book three and I've been on book three. For at least 800 hours. I mean, <laughs> I like it, but it is like seriously so long. So my, my friend Sarah at work, I was trying to get her to read Red Rising and she was reading one of those books. She's like, it's just so long. It's so like, I'm just long try- yeah. I need to get finished with it first and then I'll start Red Rising. <laughs> and it's interesting because like it's so dense and I like it. But at the same time, so, like there's days where I'm just like, OK, let's go. Like, let's See yeah. what happens next. I don't need to know this much about every character. So it's definitely a slow burn. Right. But I haven't read Steelheart, but it has really great reviews as well. So thanks, Howlers, for sending in those suggestions. Yes. The reason I can't be into anything is because I'm stuck in the way of kings, <laughs> <laughs> which I've already suggested. <laughs> All right, next up. On HowlerPod. Is... Uh, Denver signing. Yes. So we are going to be out in Denver for Pierce's signing. I will be there. I'll have some stickers. So come find me. I'll have a red Howler Pod shirt on. And I cannot go. And it's because he has the measles. (laughs) (laughs) So the reason I'll just explain the reason we're out in Denver is because we're going to see a band that I really love. Shout out my morning jacket. 
Love you. He's he doesn't just love my morning jacket. We got back to back tickets. So we're seeing them twice in a row. They're literally my favorite band of all time. Yes. Next Jim James is Jesus. Next next to literally my favorite series of all time. It's all happening. My life is coming together on one weekend. I think you might implode. Pierce's signing in Denver is literally at the exact same time the concert starts. So I'm not going to be able to attend the signing, but Aaron will be there. And I'm going to be best friends with Pierce's dad, and Ben is going to miss out. <laughs> and then we'll also try and get to some Hallerpod meetups. Hopefully we can see some of you guys out in Denver, hang out, and get into some Howler shenanigans. Shenanigans. And then we'll also be reading as quickly as possible. And while uh, we're driving to Denver. <laughs> yes, while we're driving to Denver. And then we're gonna try and get out the Dark Age Insta Reaction podcast as quickly as we can. That way for anybody that's read the book really fast, you can have somebody to talk about it with, hopefully. Yeah. Yep. Or we might uh, die after we read it because... Yeah, we might just quit. You uh, know? We might. <laughs> might be thrown in the towel. <laughs> We're not sure how we'll feel. It could Pierce be kills Severo and the podcast next week is just two minutes of it and us just uh, us saying, fuck this. We're not going to do this anymore. And Ben crying in a corner. <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right, Howlers. Thanks for everyone who sent in a question. Thank you all so much uh, for making artwork. We love yes. everything that's all over the internet. Thank you, internet. This is a sappy, this is a sappy moment on the podcast, but it's been really cool, especially the last few weeks. The response to Iron Gold podcast, Dark Age Theories podcast, has just been tremendous. And all the energy it's, around, yeah, the. the Pen, impending release of Jar Cage. <laughs> We're all getting so hyped. I know. The vibes are amazing right now. Keep it up. If you submitted a question for this podcast, thank you so much. Uh, even if you didn't and you're just listening, thank you so much. We, we love you guys. This has been uh, such a cool journey so far, and we are looking forward to continuing it with Dark Age, and hopefully we're all still alive after we've read it. <laughs> please please don't kill my favorite people <laughs> alright don't forget follow us Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Etsy email us hallerpod at gmail.com also rate and review five stars only if you don't give us five stars I'll make Pierce's hot dad <laughs> chop you down with his axe wow that's a threat I also feel bad for people who didn't see his story because <laughs> I was super excited about it <laughs> I love it. Yep. Five stars. Rate and review. Or else you, you heard it here. Pierce's dad <laughs> coming for you with an axe. Thank you, Howlers. Omnis Verlupus. Ow.